Hello, you're listening to another episode of Uncomfortable, comfortable conversations around uncomfortable topics. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Uncomfortable Podcast. I'm your host, Debbie Roach, and in this episode, I chat with Kate from the Swinging Down Under podcast. Kate and her partner, Daryl, are the hosts of the non-monogamous podcast, Swinging Down Under, and you might have guessed it, they're Aussies. They started their journey in 2014 and wanted to pay it forward by chronicling their journey from monogamy into non-monogamy. In their podcast, they share their own stories mixed with interviews from other non-monogamous, sex-positive or curious couples, educators and so on. Now, in this episode, I specifically chat to Kate about masturbation. We talk techniques, orgasm and we discuss why it's still considered taboo despite its many health benefits. I hope that you enjoy our conversation, but as always, there is some adult content. So when listening, it's best to pop on those headphones. I hope you enjoy. Kate, thank you so much for joining me on the Uncomfortable Podcast. Um, I love your podcast, so I'm excited that you're on mine. Thank you so much. I'm actually quite comfortable right now, so I don't. Um, maybe we'll have to change the name up to the Comfortable Podcast for this I one. I know. <laughs> I'm hoping eventually people will get so comfortable with these topics that I have to change the title. And then go really extreme. <laughs> right? I know, I know. Podcast while skydiving or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully, um, I don't know. There's so many topics out there that I really feel, I never feel short of topics, I'll tell you that. But uh, yeah, it would be nice if, it would be nice if my podcast didn't have to exist. Okay. Right? I get you. I like it. Kind of a goal. Anyway, anyway, tell us a little bit. I'm not going to give too much away. Our topic today is masturbation. I am going to give that away. However, I would love uh, for you to share a little bit about yourself and the podcast that you have and the lifestyle that you lead. Yeah, sure. Thank you so much. So my name's Kate. I'm 34. I'm actually an Australian, but I currently live in Asia. And I've been with my partner now for 10 years. And of those 10 years, five of them have been in an ethically non-monogamous relationship. So Some people out there may have heard that term before. You may have uh, heard it called consensual non-monogamy. You may have heard it called swinging. You know, really there's a lot of different terms for it. But what the lifestyle means really is that we participate as a hobby in um, ethical non-monogamy. So we have partners and friends that we have some bedrooms, some sexual fun with uh, outside of our own relationship. And that's consensual. We've we've made agreements and uh, have rules and boundaries around that. And because of that, we have a podcast. So we are called Swinging Down Under, obviously because we're Aussies and uh, that really started from the beginning of our journey and uh, leads up into today. And we talk about everything to do with the lifestyle, events, sex toys, you name it, we talk about it. And uh, I guess in a really open manner because we are, you know, quite um, 
raw and, 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 you know, we do share a lot of our experiences and both good and bad on the podcast. So yeah. yeah Thank you for having that's me. Awesome. Well, no, you are more than welcome. And definitely I will post the link so that everyone can check it out. I've listened to uh, two or three episodes now and I will say, um, it's you guys have very good banter as we would say i'm scottish but i, I live in canada but uh, we talk you know about kind of the banter poking fun at one another a lot and it's mm-hmm. really lighthearted and i love that about uh, your podcast but you do get into some you know fairly serious topics as well and um yeah definitely check it out so Tell us, uh, you, you live the lifestyle, but we're going to talk about masturbation. So how often would you say you think it's important and feel free to share personally how often you take the time for some solo play? Yeah, I, I do think masturbation is really important. And I know that you want to talk a little bit about the, the taboo of this uh, later in the podcast, but I think it's important for some, some self-time. You know, uh, I think it's time to, it's good to take time out of your day, your week to, to self-please, to have a moment, whatever that looks like for you. I know some people really get into it and they put on some sensual music um, and then other people just kind of go, you know what, I've got five minutes, I'm going to just bang this out. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think it's super important to, to do that and, and I, it obviously has a lot of health benefits that are related to that. And we can talk about those um, later. And, um, but I think it's both, it's good for men and women. You know, I think a lot of the time when we talk about masturbation, um, perhaps it's just looked at as, you know, it's jerking, it's wanking, it's all these kinds of things and it's, and it's really male dominated. Um, but it's important for females to take the time out to please themselves. Um, in terms of how often I do, I'm, I'm less than my partner. So, um, you know, he, he tends to masturbate once a day, sometimes even twice. If he's traveling for work twice a day, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is really interesting. But me, I tend to probably be a one every two to three days kind of girl. Like you probably see me mas- not see me masturbating, or maybe you can if you pay much. No, just joking. Um, but maybe three, four times a week, I'll, I'll masturbate. It depends on how stressed I am and or how good I'm feeling. You know, all of those things kind of come into play when I'm talking about playing with myself. You know, you kind of just um, hit something there that uh, just kind of set a, a good alarm bell in my head. You talk about doing it when you're stressed, mm-hmm. and. It's funny because um, the next question I was going to ask, and I still will ask, but I'm just going to add something to this, um, is how old were you when you started? And I'll be like, I'm happy to op- like openly share that I was really quite young. I don't exactly remember what age, but I remember being really quite young. Like I want to say maybe five or six. And I don't know mm-hmm. how I figured this out. Um, but I tend to find, and since then, like I've been someone who deals a lot with anxiety and, uh, I think just masturbating was something that I would do to kind of deal with my anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, I don't know if that's the case for you, but anyone out there who wants to make comments, um, you know, at the bottom of the page on the podcast, let us share your feelings on that. Um, but yeah, how old were you when, when you started and how did it progress? I was quite young as well. So um, my partner was much younger than, than I was, but um, I, as for, from my perspective, I was very young. So I was, again, I can remember the same as you, kind of four, five, six, mm-hmm. um, starting to realize, hey, this actually feels good, you know, and starting to explore my body. Now, whether you really are cognizant about what's really happening at that young age, I mean, they do say that uh, toddlers, you know, can move around in nappies and, and feel feel good and, you know, that that's kind of uh, helping them as well. But um you know, for me, yeah, at that young age, I was doing it, it felt good, didn't really probably know a lot about it. As you start kind of getting older, that's when you start going, oh, okay, these are the 
this is, this is why this is how I'm feeling. And I'm going to keep kind of doing that. Um, Mm -hmm. And actually, if you look, there was a a 2011 study that was actually done and it spoke about uh, adolescents aged uh, 14 to 17, specifically in the United States and 74% of males um, masturbated and 48% of females masturbated. If you move forward to um, older adults, that uh, that um, figure for men drops down to 63% of men masturbate and it drops down to female and only 32% of uh, women um, over the age of 50 tend to masturbate. So I, I thought that was really interesting because, you know, for me, I, I don't think it's changed, uh, changed much over the years. You know, I'm only 34. I don't know, maybe that will change. Um, but you are absolutely right in terms of um, you know, stress reduction. If you look at some of the benefits, stress, uh, re- releasing sexual tension and reducing stress are actually the top two. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it helps you sleep better. You know, a lot of yes. people masturbate right before they go to bed. It, it can improve your self-esteem, improve your body image, sexual problems. It's great for people who have menstrual cramps um, mm-hmm. and perhaps even people who have a, a urinary tract infection or a UTI. Um, and also it can actually strengthen your uh, muscle in your pelvic uh, area mm. as well. So there's a lot of benefits to it, um, to, to masturbating. So, but yeah. Yeah. There's, there's tons. And it's really funny because I was listening to one of your episodes and I don't recall how this came up in conversation between you and your partner, but I think he was supposed to record an episode with someone, but he got sick. Mm-hmm. And then I think you made the comment of, or he made the comment about him masturbating while sick and that he seems to mm-hmm. kind of like to do that. And I was like, you know what? that kind of makes sense because I think, and I don't think I realized it before, but I'm like, I think I do that too. Like mm-hmm. it almost makes me like feel better. Like I don't want to have sex with someone when I'm sick because I don't want someone on top of me or in my space when I'm ill. Yeah. But it kind of makes sense to try, you know, a little bit of stress reduction makes you feel good. Maybe puts you into a nice sleep so your body can rest. He is an absolute frenzy when it comes. When he's highly stressed, when he's sick, he's he's just an absolute fiend with masturbating. It's really interesting. Um, I don't share that same that same uh, you know system. If I'm if I'm feeling sick and gross, I'm like no, I, I'm a, I'm a bit of a sooky baby when I come to being sick. But but he just gets so horny. You know, it's it's really interesting. And it's funny. Um, during the menstrual cycle as well is another time when I find I get more horny, which. I think it's common. I don't know. It's How common, do you think? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's common. Absolutely. Yeah. There is actually, um, there's a lot of interesting um, topics about, you know, feeling a higher sex drive just before uh, your menstrual cycle mm-hmm. and then in the first day or two as yeah. well. And, and like I said before, it can actually help with the cramps. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Get it on. <laughs> yeah. It's really nice. It's really nice. Now you did send me an article um, and it was someone, I guess, one of the folks involved in the sex ed podcast had written something for airmail news um and they talked about masturbation being like a version of Mm self-care and i again had never really thought about that and i thought that was pretty awesome so like you said you do it maybe what three to four times per week and is that Mm -hmm. purposely or do you feel like you're like okay this is my self-care time i'm gonna go do this is it planned yeah, that's a, it's actually a combination of things. So it's interesting that you that you actually brought that up. We did have a question, um, so I'm going to tie this in right now. But um, our friend uh, Tara from Sex Uninterrupted asked, "Should I schedule time to self pleasure, or should I just do it when I feel like it?" So, um, and so that's Tara from the Sex Uninterrupted podcast too. But that's a, it's a good point because some people do schedule it in, and some people just wait for you know for it to roll to, for the feeling and the sensation and feeling sexual to roll around. Now. 
um, there can be two sides to this story because if you're busy and you don't make that time um, and you don't think about it, it can be self-perpetuating that you end up not self-pleasing and then you don't feel like it and then you're stressed. And so it, again, it's self-perpetuating and you just kind of carry on. So I think for people out there, it's not a bad idea to just be mindful of whether or not you're getting those sensations and, and wanting to uh, masturbate or other times if you're not, maybe actually just kind of setting the scene and trying to um, have that that calming uh, room set up, you know, however you like to masturbate, shower, bath, you know, in the middle of traffic, I don't, yeah. whatever, whatever, <laughs> you know, your kink is your kink. But, um, you know, setting that scene for how you know you like to self-please and just kind of getting into that that mindset because I think sometimes as you, as we kind of the, we're so fast paced these days, you know, social media, our phones and, and work and everything else, um, possibly looking after children as well. I think sometimes if you don't set aside that time to just take a moment, then that moment's probably going to be passing you and it's going to keep happening. And, you yeah. know, you might have weeks go by where perhaps you, you know, you haven't actually masturbated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like life, life gets busy and sometimes you don't end up having sex with your partner because things mm-hmm. are so busy. So it's just one of those things that you have to make sure you kind of try to maybe not schedule or schedule if that's what works best for you so that you're not missing out on that and not having those moments because they're really important and actually like just kind of something I remembered is I'm I'm a big fan of Louise Hay she wrote the book Mm -hmm. you can heal your life and one of the things she says you know if you're if you've got a headache or feeling stressed um like to orgasm is a really good way to get rid of the headache so if you can't you don't have someone who can help you with your orgasm, you can go and masturbate. And um, I always thought that was, you know, take the time to kind of do that. Uh, now, where is the strangest place? Is, it, is there any strange places that you like to masturbate or you just you prefer the comfort of your own home it's funny because when when um when we talk about strange places to have sex or um you know because we 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 get asked that question a fair bit you know being (laughs) non-monogamous and um it's interesting because obviously one person's strange place to another person's like that's so tame so (laughs) i'll share i'll share probably my my version of a strange place um i used to be big masturbator in my car and in traffic and stuff like that like if I was stuck at traffic or I was waiting for a meeting and I'd be on the side of the road I used to masturbate sometimes in my car um and and I always thought afterwards I'd be like oh it's probably a bit weird you know but again if the mood strikes you hey have have a crack you know um but I mean probably yeah I, I tend to masturbate around the home a lot um, but I don't necessarily masturbate in my bed or the bedroom. Like I might mm-hmm. masturbate on my couch. I'll masturbate at my office chair, at my desk. I'll masturbate, you know, so it's not necessarily, um, sometimes I masturbate up on the, the floor in front of the, um, the glass mirror. You know, it's just yeah. not, not necessarily one, one space or one place, but probably, yeah, the, the car moving vehicle sitting in traffic is probably the strangest place for me. Oh, but hey, what better thing to do when you're stuck in traffic, right? Yeah, like, or waiting for a meeting. I was like, hey, I mean, I'd be productive. <laughs> right. And do you intend to use, because I'm just trying to like think of the logistics, because I have never, I've had sex in a car, but never masturbated in a car. Um, like, do you use a toy? No, that's all, that's all just uh, El Natural fingers, uh, okay. fingers there, yeah, okay. which is Again, another interesting point because, um, you know, I talk to a lot of women and some women prefer to use uh, their, their hands and other women actually swear by toys and no longer use their hands. It's really interesting that it's almost like the, that people are just um, black and white about that. They'll either be like, yeah. I want to use toys or I don't want to use toys and I just want to remain with my fingers. Um, I have a girlfriend, a Scottish girlfriend <laughs> actually in Sydney and she recently said, she was like, I never use my fingers anymore. And I'm like, well, 
I like to use both. You know, sometimes I'll be in the mood for fingers. Sometimes I'm in the mood for a toy or a combination of the two. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, I, yeah, I do a bit of both. I have a, a rabbit a vibrator, which never lets me down. Um, but, you know, I have read uh, a bit about, you know, or I don't know whether this is true. Is this, this something that can be totally debunked? Is masturbating too much or using um, a vibrator too much can actually start to, like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm struggling. Desensitize. Desensitize. That's exactly the word I'm looking for. Like, have you come across any research or even just hearing things from other women, whether this is true or not? No research, but a couple of years ago, I um, got a new sex toy and I spoke about it a lot on our podcast. And I got an email from a listener that to this day freaked the hell out of me. Um, this gentleman was saying, hey, I heard you got um, a new vibrator and you're using it a lot. I just need you to know that that one's particularly strong. And just so you know that you're probably going to uh, desensitize your clitoris and therefore you won't be able to use um, vibrators or hands anymore. And it freaked me the hell out. I got this email and I straight away turned to my partner and I said, is this true? Do you know about this? Like, what the hell? And I was like, I, I've damaged myself. You know, there's no turning back. And uh, I started to look at is, is there actually research to substantiate that claim? I couldn't find any. So if your listeners are out there and know of it, mm. please do share it, share it with you. And then you can yeah. share it with me because I think, yes, that would be particularly interesting. Um, so I've heard it, but maybe it's a myth. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, again, I like my rabbit, but I don't use it too often and I would be concerned. And I've had the conversation, I think probably just with girlfriends around, you know, how, I'm one of these people that takes a long, long time to orgasm unless I masturbate. I can get myself off in, honest to God, probably like two minutes. Um, But then I thought, has that, because I've done this and I can do that, is that why when I have sex with someone, it's really difficult for me to orgasm? And I don't know if it's true or not, but. Yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't say that the, I wouldn't say that the desensitization of the clitoris due to uh, vibration is, Mm. is accurate, but however, there has been research and it is true um, that, you know, the way that you prefer to masturbate in a certain direction or a certain way that you please yourself, you get muscle memory. And Mm. later then, so if you're perhaps in a, say an anti-clockwise rubbing motion or, or movement, from your perspective, and then you're playing with another man or another woman, and their their way, their methods are different, and it's not in that same muscle. That's why sometimes it can actually be really hard for other people to get you in that headspace and get you into that movement mm-hmm. where you're actually going to orgasm. So some of the ways that people try to combat this is to um, go the opposite way. If you're uh, if you're a particular circle motion, try to use mm-hmm. the opposite way. Some people try to use their other hand. Now, about oh. <laughs> two years ago, I was told this this fact, and I started to try and go, again. I was like, holy shit, I better start you know, cause we play with other people. So I'm like, I better yeah. start really making sure my muscle memory is different. As so I started trying to use other hand, I started trying to go the other, other way. And it's frustrating as hell. If you're so used to being able to get yourself to come an orgasm for a masturbation. And then all of a sudden it's taking you like this prolonged time. And you're like, I'm so good at this normally, but it's, it's harder. Actually, you should try it. You should try yeah. to masturbate with other hand or in the opposite direction and see how you go be so hard. Yeah. It's almost like, um, I, you know, generally do office work, and it's like when you're trying to teach yourself to use the other hand on your mouse 
Yeah. And you're just like, fuck, like the thing won't move or it's moving really slow. And yeah, so I imagine that to be kind of hell. <laughs> yeah, I'm normally really good at this, I swear. <laughs> I know, it's <laughs> not happening, not happening. But um, is there, so you've talked about where you like to masturbate, so in the car, interesting one, I should give that a try. Um, is there a time of day that you prefer? Do you like before bed, first thing in the morning, any preference? Not really. I mean, if I'm, if I'm stressed or I'm trying to get to sleep, I'll masturbate right before bed to mm-hmm. try and induce sleep. So I actually use that as a tool um, for, yeah. for sleeping, but not, I don't really have a, a preference. Sometimes it's the middle of the day because I, I work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, what I will say, a funny story about this though, is that um, my partner and I actually have masturbation races. So sometimes if we're lying in bed just just before going to sleep, we'll be like, hey, do you want to race? And we'll <laughs> masturbate and race each other to see who can come quicker. Um, sometimes he gives me a head start. Uh, so he'll give me like a 15, 30 second head start to see wow. if I can. I've beat him once in 10 years. I just want everybody to know that. Wow. He's like the champion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, you know, the first time I ever saw the term mutual masturbation I think was on uh, your Instagram I think Mm -hmm. and I honestly had never um, heard this term before so what I did and I'm just trying to find it right now I of course thought I'm going to google this and see what comes up because I think I know what it is but I'm not entirely sure and of course Urban Dictionary came up and had some really kind of interesting weird definitions which I'm pretty sure this one isn't true what you and your girlfriend did as kids when you took a pledge to the church and then told your pastor you've never had sex with each other (laughs) because technically you didn't um so yeah there's some really kind of there's also one when two people mutually decide to play guitar hero with one guitar controller in this situation one person takes one set of buttons on the controller while the other takes the rest this is done to enhance performance but due to lack of unison and timing this configuration typically results in failure so i thought they were quite hilarious i know i was like i'm gonna ask kate can you describe or explain what mutual masturbation is Okay, so um, my partner and I actually uh, argue about this term all the time um, because I mention it on our podcast and then he'll say that's not the right term. So again, if he's listening, we've got two very different schools of thought on this. For me, me, mutual masturbation can mean two things. It can mean that we are masturbating side by side next to each other. Perhaps our legs are entwined. It doesn't have to be you're not touching each other. Um, But ultimately, we are um, touching ourselves. Now, I also use that same term for when I'm masturbating him and he's masturbating me simultaneously. So, um, and which is where we get the argument. So, he says that's not mutual masturbation. You know, that's sex. Um, You know, so... Look, there's different schools of thought on this, um, yeah. but I just I just use the term pretty blanket if we're both masturbating and there's no um, penetrative sex. That's when I tend to use it, whether or okay. not it's us masturbating ourselves or, you know, masturbating yeah. another person. Yeah, I mean, I would have kind of considered if you're working on the other person, that's more foreplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's his... Because masturbation in itself should be about... You're masturbating, that's self-pleasing. If I'm yeah. touching him on his cock, then that's me touching his cock. It's not me masturbating him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, you know... But I use that, like I said, I use that term pretty blanket. But, um, yeah, mutual masturbate. I mean, and that doesn't need to just be with your partner. Um, you know, that can be, yeah, in a, in a group play situation mm-hmm. where you are masturbating. And sometimes that does actually play out in um, non-monogamous situations. But it's mm. a great way to show people how you like to 
be pleased. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. That's something I hadn't thought of. Now, is that uh, something like runners? I know this is slightly off topic, but trying to stay on topic. Like, would you be able to run us through like a, a I don't know, a play, I guess I was going to say a session, but that sounds too kind of formal. Um, like a play, if it was just to include like mutual masturbation, if you were with, you know, another two people, like what would that kind of look like? Yeah, so we, we tend to call that um, soft play. So mm. what that means is there's no um, penetrative sex happening um, and, and there's no with other people. So um, some people would just call that soft play. They might call it a side-by-side or um, uh, room-by-room, room, depending on where you live in the world. Um and, and really, yeah, it is just just being in a sexy environment with other people, just self-pleasing. Um, it's, like, it's basically if you were sitting in front of your computer masturbating, watching porn, think of it as the same way. You know, really you just have other people in, in, in the room as well and they're masturbating. Now, whether that then involves the, the other people perhaps kissing or doing other things, um, that's also possible. But generally, if it's just um, self-pleasing, it can just, again, be with fingers. It can be with toys as well. Um, Sometimes, you know, uh, ladies like to show each other their new toys. Um, so that's mm. quite common, you know, and so there may be even a, hey, look at how I get off with my new toy and maybe you might want to buy this new toy as well. So we've seen that happen and um, actually we've, we've done that in a group, uh, group of women before as well. Oh, wow. And that's uh, a great way for these toy manufacturers to do some <laughs> deals. <laughs> Yeah, some field testing. <laughs> totally. You should get in on that somehow. That's, <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, you know, talking of toys, is there any particular ones that you use that you highly recommend that maybe don't burn your clit off like that email <laughs> that you received uh, from that person, but anything that you enjoy using uh, for masturbation specifically? Yeah, I actually have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of toys. We have three, three drawers now um, oh, wow. of toys. But, but I always have, you know, you have your fan favorites, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have ones that, like you said before, you've got one, it's tried and true, you rabbit, you know, that, that you use. Um, in terms of two toys that I always recommend to ladies, um, I always recommend a, a silicon mini wand um, type uh, toy. So you can get obviously the big boy, the Hitachi wand, which is actually what this particular gentleman was referring to when he would send me this horrifying email. Thanks again for that, sir. Um, <laughs> But a nice silicon mini wand, uh, the reason I mention that is because they're, they're great with their vibration. They've generally got multiple settings. So if you're, if you're perhaps not somebody who likes too much stimulation on the clip, then you can turn it down, have a different setting, those sorts of things. Um, and they're small. They're easy to carry around. So um, you can get one of those. There's a brand called Pipe Dream. It's about $35 US on the SheVibe website. I can give you the link for that. Awesome. So $35, it's great. It's a USB charging one too. I always recommend uh, silicon waterproof USB charging. That's always the, the three kind of things that I'll look for. And um, the second one is a little bit different. That it's a, it's a Satisfier Pro. And what this actually is, it's a, a, like a vibration or sucking movement. It's supposed to um, stimulate what it would be like to receive uh, oral sex. So oh. um, it, it does feel like you're getting a bit of sucking on your clit. Now, that one is, is great for people that perhaps want something a little bit different, don't want your standard um, you know, vibrator either or a, you know, penetrative vibrator or these types of things. Um, the, the orgasm that you receive from that is really different to what if it's mm. intense and it's quick. Um, it's very different. So you can have a look at that. That's a satisfier. There's a pro traveler one, which again is quite small. It's 39 US dollars. So again, pretty, pretty reasonably priced. Those are two very different orgasms and two very different toys. So, um, I mean, yeah, I I could go on and on and on about the different kinds of toys and butt plugs and everything else, but those are the two that, that I would use, um, for masturbation. Awesome. Now you just, uh, 
mentioned one thing that still for the life of me kind of confuses me is butt plugs. Mm -hmm. And um, now would you use a butt plug during masturbation? Yes. Yes. So, um, I have the benefit of that. (laughs) So I have, I have a few different kinds of butt plugs. Um, I, um, actually I've been known to give butt plugs away to people when I meet them as well. So (laughs) I I don't know why, I don't know what it is, but, but, um, yes, I actually masturbated the other day with a butt plug in and, um, it just, it's just something nice, a different kind of sensation, Mm. you know, um, when you're masturbating, you know, I like to try and do different things. And so the other day I was actually using, I had the butt plug in and then I was actually using, um, a vibrator on my clit as well. Just again, it's a different kind of sensation and it just offers something a little bit different. Different. Yeah. No, that's, it's one of those things that, um, I've heard of, but just never quite sure what the like purpose or of it was so I've had it, to, it feels good <laughs> yeah yeah I think that's ultimately you know what it's what it's been so that's really good to know what about yeah. your partner is does he just prefer using his his hand or does he have anything that he uses um so he uses mostly his hands but I actually um I started buying him toys I'm going to say two years ago and I probably prefer using toys on him and, and, and having him use toys and watching him use toys than he probably prefers it. So um, every now and then I'll go on a rampage and just buy a bunch of toys and send them over. Um, some he likes, some he just doesn't like. You know, we spent, uh, we spent a really, I think, $200 on a male sex toy once and he just went, meh, it's fine. I'd rather use my hand. So that was, and he used it once and that was it. So that was a bit disappointing. Yeah. Um, but most of the time, if there's guys out there listening to this and they want to try buying a sex toy, or I really encourage women to buy their partners um, toys, you know, because that's quite often not done. Um, but you can get just things like a, a tanga egg and it's just a little silicon egg. You put some lube in it and they use that on the shaft um, to masturbate and that's quite an interesting sensation. Oh. Or you can get something a little bit more trick and one that, that kind of... It, it, you know, is a little bit bigger and kind of goes over the whole the whole cock. It's kind of almost like a, a pussy rocket type uh, toy, okay. and um, and those are those depending on the style that you buy as well. Those can be quite good. Clean up obviously is a bit of a drama for men, so <laughs> I'm just going to say that out there now. With some of the you know with our toys, a little bit easier with guys. There's some there's some cleanup process. Um, if you are using lube, remember to use the right lube for the right toy. If it's a silicon lube, uh, sorry, silicon toy, use water based lube. So that's just something to mention as well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So much you have to think about sometimes. I, yeah, wouldn't have thought about the cleanup on their part, but mm-hmm. that really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> now, one thing um, I was curious to know, and I don't know if you can answer on behalf of your partner, but um, circle jerks are mm-hmm. something that I know uh, happens. Generally, it's a bunch of guys. And, but I'm curious, is there a female equivalent? I'm assuming in that the lifestyle there probably is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's called, it's called a circle flick in, um, in, in female equivalency of, of the circle jerk. And for people out there who don't know what that is, basically that's uh, something where you would sit in a circle and um, generally tend to um, jerk the person off to your side or yourself. So it can go both ways. Sometimes it's just touching yourself in a circle, again, like what I discussed earlier, or touching the person, say, to your right. And it kind of goes around a circle like that. Not super common. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm no. gonna to say, like, we don't see them a lot It's um, because things tend to escalate into other things then you know Mm. I think it's pretty rare to just have that only happen rather than things kind of progressing into other forms of play and toy usage and oral and everything else yeah fair enough like when you go into a play session and it maybe just does start with masturbation but then things are getting heated and people want to move on to maybe another stage like how is that communicated 
Um, actually, just by just by communicating, talking about it, asking questions. I mean, generally speaking, before you go into a play session or, or a scenario, you would have had some of these conversations beforehand to understand what people's boundaries, what their limits, um, and what their interests are. You know, maybe their their desires are only to have a masturbation session and then walk away. And that's perfectly fine. Uh, other people, they might want to progress. And so you should know that before you go into the bedroom. However, if things change, uh, we generally tend to recommend not to change mid-play because obviously, you know, everybody's excited. You can make some decisions that perhaps you wouldn't have made um, with a more lucid mind. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they can. And then it's just a conversation like any other. It'd be like me asking you if you wanted a, a coffee white with one, you know, um, yeah, same sort of thing. Like, hey, would you be interested if I went down on you? Like, that's really, I know it, it sounds very transactional, but, um, you know, I think the, the easiest way to communicate that and to receive an answer that is, you know, an enthusiastic yes is to simply ask. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So tell us a little, uh, a little bit about uh, the resources that you've turned to when it comes to masturbation. And, and one thing, you know, I was kind of thinking when I was thinking of this question um, is more kind of specifically to women, because I feel like some women maybe just don't quite know what to do or other mm -hmm. ways right I know I probably just masturbate the same way most of the time and I know there's other ways out there but I'm like I don't really know if I want to google it or go online I don't know you know um so yeah like what resources did you turn to when you wanted to kind of switch it up a little bit yeah, there's actually, I mean, there's obviously a lot of resources. If you just Google, you know, how to masturbate as a female, you're going to mm -hmm. find uh, different resources. There's some people with things like a vulva puppet as well, um, you know, uh, sex sex educators with a vulva puppet that will actually, uh, you know, show you how in a, in a more um, logistical way, how to actually um, to, to masturbate. And then there's things like videos and other sorts of things. Now, interestingly, um, when you asked me this, I went online to see what the latest recommendations were. And would you believe there was actually, uh, and this is Cosmopolitan, please don't shoot me, but sometimes they have really great um, uh, write-in editors um, and, and people writing in for them. And they actually just published, a, as, as of this morning, 25 wow. ways to make your solo sex sessions even better. And that was from August 5th, 2019. So I, I will give you that, but it's a great, great one from Cosmopolitan. I read it this morning and it's really, really good. And it talks about, um, you know, like, again, if you need that kind of more sensual space, making sure that you've got that central space, um, maybe bringing in some props, setting a goal, having someone to coach you through it, if you like, as well. Um, watching yourself, you know, I mentioned the mirror before, you know, are you a person that likes to go through a central process, putting on some lingerie, making yourself feel sexy, um, and then perhaps watching yourself in a mirror, you know, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So that's a great one um, from, from Cosmopolitan that was released uh, today. And then there's also Love Panky. Um, Lovepanky.com uh, is a great site uh, about all things about love, relationships, and sex. And there's an article on there called Magic, Magic Fingers, the Sexual Art of Using Your Fingers. And again, these are really aimed uh, towards women and they're mm -hmm. some great resources that's awesome i am um, i'm really interested with to find someone with a vulva puppet now that's like <laughs> i really want a vulva puppet i actually <laughs> was trying to buy one about two days ago they're expensive but i just i don't know why i want one i just feel the need to have a vulva puppet so yeah. i'm talking to people i can just here's the hood and here's the clitoris and this is the labia minora and labia majora and this is what you got to do yeah that's pretty awesome and that would be a fantastic job can you imagine if your job was a sex educator who gets to use that it? like that's amazing i yeah. yeah maybe i have a new career goal now <laughs> that's pretty awesome so like 
there's still a lot of shame around masturbation. Why do you think that there is? And like, how can we, you know, change that and make it more comfortable? Yeah, I actually, I have a few stories. I have a personal story and then I have a story um, from, from a listener of mine as well. So I actually had written down that um, when we talked about the taboo subject and this came up, I wanted to mention, hey, if you have kids and you notice them touching their genitals, let them know that masturbating is completely normal, but perhaps something they should do, you know, in private. Um, and I was going to talk about a, a personal story. And then I received um, from, from Adam and Bell, their fellow podcasters as well from Outside the Lines. And their story was quite interesting. So they said that um, Belle walked into their daughter's room and discovered her electronic toothbrush in her bed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously having a very embarrassed uh, look on her face, uh, Belle looked at her and said, hey, honey, actually there's better ways to do that. So the point being, don't overreact to self-discovery. I, I couldn't agree, and that was Adam who wrote that, but I, I couldn't agree to that, that more. You know, I think as a child growing up, my mother had mm-hmm. uh, realized that I was masturbating and rather than embracing it and telling me, you know, what it is, what I'm doing and really helping me to understand, it was looked at as, you know, don't do that or that's really negative, you know, disgusting, dirty, these kinds of uh, horrible, horrible words to use when you find your, um, you know, child uh, self-pleasing. And so I think it really does start at home. If you have children, you know, just making, making them aware of what it is, making them aware that it is normal, that a lot of people do it, and, um, but, you know, perhaps some tools or ways like doing it in private or these kinds of things, um, you know, are more appropriate than, than shutting it down. And then as we get into adulthood is um, allowing your partner to masturbate as well. It's okay yeah. to masturbate if you're in a relationship. Sometimes it's a taboo subject and um, people don't want to know, you know, and you hear these old stories like, oh, the husband had to sneak away in the shower to masturbate or whatever. Um, Talking to your partner about masturbation, masturbating in front of them, again, showing them what you want to do. So taking that taboo away from your own relationship as you get older and, um, you know, you're in adulthood and and making sure that it doesn't carry on being a taboo subject. Um, That's also something that I I think is, is great. Show your partner, talk to your partner and um or talk to your girlfriends you know if you don't have a partner or talk to your boyfriends you know just just talk about it and and take the taboo away from it in in that way have that uncomfortable conversation totally have it well it's interesting because when i had posted on my instagram like what would your questions be uh sisters with a y answered and they their question was like how do we talk to our kids about Mm -hmm. it which i think you just made a great point like don't make a big deal about it or say no that's disgusting or dirty don't do it but you know maybe just give some suggestions or suggest that they do it in private I mean they're still going to be embarrassed yeah I think they will be but again normal normalize it you know that's that's the big thing here you know talk to them about the fact that it is natural it is normal um, you know, it's, it's good to have these feelings, you know, these sorts of things, um, you know, just like you would have a conversation about uh, sex with your child, about, you know, being safe when it comes to sex, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that you find people that respect you and, you know, how to um, give consent and these kinds of things and when to have sex, you know, there's no reason why we can't take those exact conversations and then just turn it into to a masturbation topic in a very safe, calm um, and just normal space. Yeah, yeah. And don't be like uh, Dr. John Harvey Kellogg, who I had been reading in an article that you had sent me, who, um, yeah, was basically, apparently, I don't know how true this is, but I've apparently created Kellogg's like healthy cereal so that like kids wouldn't masturbate. It would prevent sexual arousal by feeding children this healthful cereal each morning because he believed masturbation caused cancer of the womb, urinary diseases, uh, nocturnal emissions, impotence, the list goes on. Um, And I'm quoting uh, from that article 
called Was It Good uh, For Me, which I'll post a link to by Liz Goldwyn. Um, so yeah, yeah, don't... Let's let's talk about the myths of masturbation real quick, because I, I think they're yeah. bloody hilarious. I've got a couple here. Yeah. Um, blindness, hairy palms, impotence later in life, erectile dysfunction, penis shrinkage, penis curvature, low sperm count, infertility, mental illness, and physical weakness. Uh, myths of masturbation is quite a fun Google for anybody out there who wants to... <laughs> You will earn less money and uh, end up dropping a leg later in life. You know, just such wow. stupid things. Well, well now you you know we're starting to see what the benefits are. Like we talked earlier, stress releases. Um, maybe you'll live longer because you'll be less stressed. I'm sure there's a lot, right? That will be yeah, that will prove them wrong for sure. But uh, well, thank you so much, Kate. Any kind of last words before we we wrap up? Any advice? Yeah. Yeah, just on, on that, um, that, you know, the benefits of it as well, you know, we actually have, uh, we have some uh, health professionals that, uh, that um, we, we work with there in our community, actually, Anna and Christian, and, um, you know, they wanted to mention that masturbation for men is extremely important for prostate health, it's important that the prostate gets stimulation and is empty on a regular basis to not develop any kind of issues, and, uh, and also for women that masturbation is important as it helps with an overall attitude of feeling sexy and sometimes comes in handy when there's no play with your spouse or partner. So again, you know, from a, from a medical, medical professionals, from a medical standpoint as well, it's, it's quite important. From, from a more uh, spiritual perspective and, you know, loving yourself as well, it's super important. So, you know, yeah, absolutely. Get out there masturbate figure out what you like and, and try something new buy a new toy um you know if you don't use lube try using lube as a different sensation um you know just try different things and then see what you like and if you don't like it stop doing it and or otherwise you might find and explore something that you like bang on this is great yeah no that's awesome well wise words thank you so much that's not a problem I'll definitely post the links to, you know, the resources that you had mentioned and some of the toys that you had recommended so that our listeners can go out and, you know, start getting comfortable with masturbation. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kate. Thank you so much for listening. Now, please make sure that you tune in to the Swinging Down Under podcast with Kate and Daryl and hit subscribe. It's a great podcast and incredibly educational. You can also find out more about them on their website, swingingdownunder.com or follow them over on Twitter and Instagram at swingingdownunder. As always, we'd love to know what you thought of our conversation. Head over to the comments section on our website, uncomfortable.blog or on any of our social media channels. We're on Facebook and Instagram at uncomfortable.blog and Twitter at uncomfy underscore podcast. We believe that you have the right to say what you want. However, we would appreciate it if you keep all comments respectful. Now you can support our podcast by signing up to be a patron and pledging as small as a couple of dollars per month so that we can keep on running. For more information, visit uncomfortable.blog forward slash donate. Thanks again for listening. Now get out there and get uncomfortable.